Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast to help everybody master their credit score so that you guys can get the extra credit that you deserve. And this week, we have a very special episode because it's actually brought to us by you guys, our listeners. You guys have been sending in some of your questions and we thought that we'd compile a few of them and answer them on the show this week. So this week, we're gonna just jump right in and start answering your guys' questions that you emailed in. And if you um, have a question that maybe we haven't addressed, email it in, theextracreditshow at gmail.com. Also make sure you follow us on social, on Instagram at The Extra Credit Show and like our page on Facebook, visit our website um, and check us out. So Richard, good morning, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, just uh, surviving for today, I guess. Very good. S- Bakersfield weather is getting really hot, huh? Yeah, for you guys that don't know where we're at, we're in Bakersfield, California. Uh, kind of very fitting this week that we are in Bakersfield because we are... Getting uh, baked. Getting baked. <laughs> um, we have had... Uh, they call it a heat wave. How many days do we have to have in a row of over 100 degrees for it to be considered a heat wave? Ooh, I, I don't know. I actually don't know, but it's got to be a few, three, yeah. four days. Well, for the foreseeable future, the whole forecast is all over 100 degrees. So, um, but we shouldn't complain too bad because we're indoors. Yeah. You know? as, hot, the, as hot as it gets here, it's just the, the studio uh, lights. But what about when I have to walk to my car? Yeah. Oh, the torture. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, but uh, anyways, no. Uh, as as he, Anselmo mentioned, you know, we're going to be answering some of the questions that you guys brought in so or have been sending to us. So keep them coming, guys. I mean, we're more than happy to answer any questions you have. If you're confused or just unsure about anything specific credit related, you know, go ahead and talk to us, uh, Anselmo or Richard. And uh well, let's let's move on. Let's go jump ahead right in. Jump right in. Who All sent right. What? So James from Modesto, California, uh, recently asked, "My credit is 763." Hey, good job. That's that's really good. Keep it up, though. You want to get to the 800s. <laughs> Why is it that when people come to my house to try and sell me things like pots or pans or even vacuum cleaners, man, those guys are annoying, aren't they? <laughs> the interest rate is 20 percent or more. Shouldn't I be getting a, a better interest rate with this credit score? That, that's actually a very fair question. Um, and you're right. Um, if your credit score is that high, you should be paying 20% interest rate for anything. Anything, really. Um, so you, one thing you have to understand, James, is that in lending, you know, there's different types of loans. And then there's secured loans and unsecured loans. Now, I don't want to get too comp- too much into the complex of the situation, but... If someone comes and sells you, for example, a vacuum cleaner in your house and you purchase this vacuum cleaner and let's say you even decide to finance it because it's one of these $2,000 vacuum cleaners that are out, out in the market. If you were to stop paying for this vacuum cleaner, the finance company and the sales company uh, have next to no recourse to come and collect that item from you to, to basically get their money back or get their item back. So essentially, it's uh, it's a risky loan, regardless of what your credit score is. And so that's why they charge higher interest rates to make sure that they get paid for their their item that they sold you. Um, whereas something like a vehicle, for example, if you don't pay for the vehicle, they'll find that vehicle and they'll they'll tow it and they'll take it back and sell it and recuperate some, recuperate some of their money. So interest rates can be lower. You know, James, I think that... Um in the credit scoring world, like Richard said, there's secured lending and unsecured lending. 
Um, and a lot of the times um, you, you run into what I call like store branded lending. So whether mm -hmm. you're talking about um, a vacuum or pots and pans or even lending at say Macy's or JCPenney, these store branded unsecured credit cards, they generally don't have preferred rates for high credit scores. That's, so, that's also true. So if you go to Macy's, you, regardless of your score, you're going to have the same interest rate as someone with a with a low score that also qualified for the card. Um, and it's just part of the business, right? Um, if you do have a 763, you generally will be better off financing the vacuum or the item on your own and not having to deal with the company's financing system. A, a good example that actually happened to me, um, I had one of the water testers come out to my house <laughs> and test the water and it was just a giant sales pitch to sell us a water softening system. Like $6,000 or something. It was like 7,000. 7,000, right? And wow. so, um, and I, they were look, they were, they were talking about financing it and then the interest rate was, I think it was in the low twenties. And I was like, I mean, I can put it on a credit card with 0% interest rate for 12 months, you know? Um, and it is just, it's the same thing you have preferred, you don't have preferred rates for high credit scores on these private label um, companies. And, and I think it's going to be the same story, whether it's a vacuum, a pots and pans, a, even a big retail store like Home Depot, Walmart, all of those cards have the same rate regardless of your credit score. Um, so very good question. Yeah, Thanks for sending that in. Definitely. Um, okay. So moving on, we have, oh, we actually have a, a listener from Nevada, uh, Margaret from Reno. Uh, Hello, Margaret. Thanks for listening to our show. <laughs> um, she asked, in the last six months, I've paid off a lot of my credit cards that were charged off at the end of 2017. Well, good job. Um, I spent thousands on it, but my score has barely budged. Uh, is there a reason why? Uh, also, is there anything I can do to improve it? Well, Margaret, um, that's got to be frustrating, spending all that money and your score not moving. Yes, and we we totally get your your plight. Um, it can happen. Uh, not everything on your credit report, uh, not that it's not worth paying, is that it's not necessarily going to make an impact immediately. I mean, paying off bad debt doesn't necessarily move the score. What moves the score is the reestablishment of your payment history. Exactly. So if you are paying old negative things off, but you're not reestablishing new positive things, your score is not going to move that much. Exactly. Um, and if you are establishing new things, it's not going to move that much in a six month period of time. And uh, another another reason for this being is that, you know, you, you mentioned you paid off a lot of your credit cards, and, and which is great. You know, the last thing you want is for these companies to charge these accounts or sell these accounts to a collector and then it'll reappear on your credit report. But the problem is that with most banks or most credit card issues, issuers, once you pay the account off, it stays on your credit report as a paid charge off. And so the history is still there. Um, in order for your score to really improve, you have to try to clean up some of your history. And that's something that is highly unlikely with just credit cards. So yes, you're getting rid of the debt, but you're not really getting rid of the history. Um, and, and that's why you know, establishing new history and improving the overall history is what's going to raise your score. Had these been collections and you managed to get rid of them, then you would have seen your score increased much more. But don't feel bad. You actually did the right thing because although your score may not have improved much, you actually prevented further damage 
by not allowing these cards to eventually get sold and have new collections put on your credit report. Yeah, good point. So um, I hope that answers your question, Margaret. And if you have any more, feel free to contact us. Um, you know how to reach us, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, next question. Or ha did you get any of them? No, you got them all. Okay, so. okay. So Ashley from Van Nuys in California. Uh, and this is a pretty simple question. Can the government send my account to collections? Um, that's a really uh, good question. I... Um I think that the question has a, lot, a couple layers of answers um, because it's like, a, what level of government are you talking about? Are you talking about your local government, your local city government, um, state government, federal government? So all these levels of, of government, I mean, they technically all can send your accounts to collections if, mm -hmm. if we really think about it. Um, we have seen local city ordinances that where you know they can send your account to a debt collection agency for a parking ticket mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so you can have something very low level like that up to federal income taxes you know or federal income tax debt being sent to a private debt collection as well so these are public private partnerships between a pri public government and a private debt collection agency and they have these contracts that will allow them to send it to a third-party debt collector and then that debt collector to be able to credit report and collect on the debt and then student loans as well. Student loans, they, they send their accounts to collections all the time now. Yeah, so, and, it, and I, I mean, we've seen it from a parking ticket to a failure to appear fine at the local courts to a traffic ticket, you know, mm -hmm. traffic fines being sent to the, the state franchise tax board for them to collect, um, to DMV fees, past due DMV fees yep. being sent to the that state franchise. So, yeah, I mean, all of these uh, have the potential ability to end up at a private debt collector. Um, so if that if that's the question, can government debt be sent over to private debt collectors? The answer is yes, uh, they they can. Uh, so it happens pretty often, uh, and we do see it all the time. Um, so there you go. Good good question, <laughs> Ashley. If again, if you have any more questions, feel free to to send them in. Um, and then the last question I have here is from Robert at Midland, Texas. Um, man, our show is really making. Uh, it's reaching people all yeah. over the place. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to our show. Um, hi, guys. <laughs> I keep getting calls from a payday loan company telling me they are serving me at my work and that I should have two forms of identification ready. Wow. Uh, is this for real? And should I be worried? Well, <laughs> Robert, I'm going to tell you this. If someone's threatening to sue you, regardless of how they're doing it, you should always take it into consideration. You know, a, a lawsuit is a serious threat and um, you should always at least do research to figure out if it's legitimate or not. However, based on, you know, what I'm reading here, if they're really calling you and telling you to be ready at work with two forms of identification what they serve when they serve you, it doesn't really sound like a legitimate threat to me. Can you explain to them why, Anselmo? It doesn't work that way. You know, a process server is not going to make an appointment to serve you. It would be <laughs> akin to a car repossession person calling you to make an appointment to repossess the car. They don't do that because they don't want to give you a heads up, right? Most of the time, they're trying to sneak up on you to locate the car because, I mean, people will literally hide their car to avoid it from being repossessed. So they don't want to give that you. away um, <laughs> and they're certainly not going to do that for process serving because again people will try to avoid a process server to maybe stave off a lawsuit 
Um, so this stuff normally comes as a surprise. They're not going to make an appointment for it. Um, but we do see that as a very big intimidation tactic yes. that they use to try to intimidate somebody into paying a debt. And that's pretty that's pretty scary. Like, first of all, you don't want nobody going to your work to serve you, quote unquote, you know, for a debt. Right. How embarrassing would that be? So it, it they know that. And if they threaten you with that, they know that you are likely to pay to make that not happen. Right. So. So even if you don't rec recognize the debt, um, you are still likely to pay to avoid that from happening. And they and they go out of their way to make that stuff sound legit. Like they'll say, um, oh, well, here's the case number. Here's, you know, I'm from calling from the legal department. And they uh, use these buzzwords to intimidate you. You know, uh, if you want to avoid litigation, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it, it happens all the time. Um, Robert, don't listen to them if they are serious just ask them for their paperwork. Okay, if you if you say I owe you this debt and you're trying to sue me, why don't you just send me the paperwork that you have on this debt and once I receive it, you know, I'll give you a call. And another thing, the process server won't ask you for ID. No, <laughs> no, they will never ask you for ID. So, you know, it's it's literally like the movies where, you know, if you've ever seen it in the movie where they're like, are you so-and-so? And then they're like, yeah. And then they just throw the papers at you and they say, you've been served. Like, it's just like that in real life. And, and it actually, it's even easier because a lot of times they don't even do that. A lot of times if if it's a known address, they, they'll go and if your mom answers, they'll be, here you go. This is for so-and-so. Yep. And that it's just that easy. So... They're not gonna really look for you if they if they don't have to. If they can find a way to serve someone related to you, they'll do that instead. Yeah, and there's there's also like uh, dollar limits on debts that you know when we're looking at it, we're like this person is not going to get sued for this five hundred dollar debt. I mean, it happens. I have seen it, but generally speaking, you're not going to be served with a five hundred dollar debt. So uh, also understand the amount of money that they're trying to collect. Um, most of the time, they're going to be suing on debt that's probably $1,000 and up. Um, and then if you understand the statute of limitations, you know that that's there to defend you. So if you know that, like, for example, if you're in California, where's this listener from? Uh, Midland, Texas. Oh, I don't know the statute for Texas, but let's find out. I think it is four years. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's either four or six. Yeah, that's very important, guys, because if you know the statute of limitations then you know that they're bluffing because you can just ask them how old is this debt. And if, you know, depending on what they say, you you can understand what they're doing. So let's see. Statute of limitations, Texas. Um, four years. So okay. it's just like California. Okay. So yeah. if this debt, if you stop paying for it over four years ago and they're making these threats, it's they're empty threats. Right, yeah. you know that you're pretty safe. And you can even you can even call them out on it. Like, you know what, this is over four years old. You guys are full of it. Uh, but just the fact that they're threatening or trying to make an appointment to serve you is the biggest giveaway that it's not true. Exactly. Yeah. So those are all the questions for today. Um, if you have any more questions, that in fact, that would be the extra credit task of the week this week. If you have any more questions on any credit-related stuff, um, send them in. Yeah, absolutely, guys. These are this is probably our favorite part of the show because you guys guide the content. You know, we 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 practice credit repair every day, and so um, you know we have that that we bring to you guys. But sometimes it is, it escapes us what people don't know, right? So when you guys bring in the questions, and we understand, okay, we need to cover these topics or we need to talk about this because you guys um, want to know, and that's what the show is all about. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody who sent in an email. If your question wasn't answered, we will get to it. 
Um, but if you do have one, send it in the extra credit show at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. That is the extra credit show. We'll see you guys next time.